This episode considers the 41st Psalm, which Jesus quotes in John 13. Jesus quotes this wisdom psalm in order to help his hearers understand how it was being fulfilled in that day. And the psalm and the Gospel of John indicate that the fulfillment was not positive, but it could still be filled with blessing. In our 700 seconds, we are going to explore how to respond after being hurt by someone close to us and respond in a way that brings and continues to bring blessing. You're listening to 700 Seconds in a Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. This is a production of djbiblecoaching.com. Let's turn to today's psalm and dive in. The night before his death, Jesus was hurting, and so he washed each of his friend's feet. Is that what you think of doing when you're hurting? If not, then it might be surprising how both Jesus and the 41st Psalm indicate that one is blessed by serving when hurting. The 41st Psalm is associated with David and is a mismore, which means it plucks at the hearts of the listeners and the singers. The plucking actually comes from what seems like a contradiction at the beginning of the psalm. The psalm mentions that the one who is attentive to the poor will be blessed. The contradiction arises in the recognition that blessing means joy from progress. The scriptures say the poor we always have with us. So what progress can be made? And helping the poor usually sets one back in terms of finances and time and emotions and influence. And yet the psalm calls the helper of the poor blessed. That seems strange and dissonant until we look at it more closely from God's perspective, because helping the poor is what God does. The 41st Psalm begins with a declaration that the one who helps the poor is blessed, and it ends with a declaration that the Lord is blessed. By putting blessing at the beginning and the end, the psalm is declaring that the two God and the one serving the poor are both joined together in blessing. When we serve the poor, we enter into the blessedness that God has. In the 41st Psalm, the psalmist says, I myself have said, Lord, show me mercy. In this quote, the psalmist recognizes that the psalmist is poor in the eyes of God. So the psalmist can be attentive to the poor because the Lord has been attentive to the psalmist. The 41st Psalm mentions all the things that the Lord brings to the one who helps the poor. The Lord brings that person escape from harm. The Lord guards and protects that person. The Lord blesses that person. And the Lord turns that person's sickness into healing. The Lord offers numerous forms of support for the one who is helping the poor. Those helping the poor can feel what God feels when God helps us, and thus that person can become closer to God. If you have tried helping the poor, did you feel blessed when it happened? Sadly, such a person will not always feel blessed. That was most likely the case for David, who had his own people oppose him who had his own father-in-law hunt him down to kill him, his own friends 
betray him, his own relatives fight against him, and his own home taken from him. David had to live a significant portion of his life among his enemies who mocked him. It's hard to feel blessed when you live among enemies. The psalm actually mentions the agony that one can experience from having enemies who desire that person's death and the removal of any mention of that person's name. Have you ever been hated by someone else to the point that that person would want to make it so that no one even remembered your name? Have you ever been hated by someone like that? I don't know about you, but facing such opposition would not make me feel blessed. And yet the statements in the psalm say that the person is blessed. Doesn't that seem strange? How are we blessed when we are hated like that? Surely no one can attest to this more than Jesus who was fully God and fully human, and knew the power of joining divine desire and human capacity in helping the poor. Jesus was hated for being attentive to the poor, because the people in power did not like it. His own religious leaders, who should be supporting him, were that very night plotting on how to kill him. And to make matters worse, one of his closest friends had already committed to betray Jesus because Jesus was favoring the poor. Jesus knew the 41st Psalm. Jesus knew that this Psalm asserts that those who help the poor are often attacked for it. This is what can happen when someone is attentive to the poor and tries to help. Earlier in John, a statement is made that Judas had been stealing from the money that was given to help the poor. Judas had decided to betray his friend, and Jesus knew the betrayal was coming. There's a sting that comes with that type of betrayal. That is true when it is someone we are serving who betrays us, and that is definitely true when our betrayer is a family member. The psalm and the gospel mention eating with someone. In John 13, Jesus declares that the one who was eating his bread would lift up his heel over him. In other words, Jesus was about to be kicked in the face by someone he was eating with. When we eat with someone, it shows that we trust and care about them and consider them to be family. And Jesus certainly viewed the disciples that way. In the Gospel of John, Jesus calls his disciples brothers and sisters. They were the ones who made him feel at peace they were the ones whom he trusted with his life. Do you have people with whom you let down your guard and you trust to have your back when you are in need? If so, how would you feel if in your moment of most desperate need they caused you to suffer even more? The 41st Psalm responds with a cry. Yet this cry in the psalm is not a cry of agony and despair. Rather, this cry is to the Lord for the well-being of the one who betrayed. The psalmist wants to be raised up so that the psalmist can help to raise up the one who enacted the betrayal. I think that gives us a fuller view of what being attentive to the poor looks like, because the psalmist recognizes that the one who is inflicting the pain is truly poor. Those who betray and attack us do so because they feel like they have something to gain from the betrayal. Sadly, attackers actually remain poor because they will not get what they need 
from betraying and attacking those closest to them. On the contrary, they end up losing what they had and become even poorer. The 41st Psalm recognizes this deep truth and encourages listeners to help the poor, even when the poor are the attackers. The psalmist, after being attacked and betrayed, wants to help the attackers. And that is also the case for Jesus. Knowing that Judas, his disciple, his friend, his brother, intended to betray him, Jesus did not hesitate to wash the feet of Judas. Jesus did not hesitate to recline next to Judas at the meal. Jesus did not even hesitate to give Judas a piece of bread to fill his stomach. Jesus wanted Judas to be well, and Jesus knew that Judas was the one who was truly poor, because Judas had rejected the friendship of the poor, had rejected being one of the disciples, had rejected the love that Jesus had repeatedly offered him, and had rejected the blessing of having faith in God to help. If we compare Judas and Jesus, Jesus was the rich one. Jesus was rich in faith, hope, and love, like the psalmist in the 41st Psalm. Jesus was the one who had the faith for God to keep enemies from triumphing over. Jesus was the one who was truly blessed, because Jesus had the confidence that God could raise him from the dead to stand in God's presence among the living again. And so Jesus served the poor who did not have that faith, hope, and love. Jesus serves Judas, his betrayer, and gives him the energy and strength that Judas needed. Jesus responded well when being hurt and remained blessed because of it. And we would be blessed to follow his example. We would be blessed despite the agony of attacks that could come, despite the sorrows of scoffing that we may encounter, and despite the bitterness of betrayal that we may find. We would be blessed even if we died like Jesus did. We would be blessed because we would be in God's hands. And that is the most joyful place anyone could be. Thus, we would be blessed in the very same certainty that Jesus and the psalmist had, that God can deliver those who help the poor, even from death itself. So even if we die, we can remain blessed. If we return to our definition of blessing as being the joy in making progress, notice that the progress here is the recognition that God is an ally who can bless us even when we are poor, and that God is the one who can help us not be defeated by our enemies, and even to help our enemies not stay in their own poverty. So truly, the progress that is being made is entering into the blessedness of the Lord from age to age. So the next time you are hurting, consider if your response is a blessed one. Consider if you too are crying for the restoration of the one who hurt you. Consider if you, like Jesus, are responding by serving and caring for your betrayer. Consider if you are joining God in serving the poor and in remaining blessed. May that be true of us. Amen? Amen.
Let us hear now a prayer for blessing for the poor based upon this song. Father New Word, you tell us, blessed are those who have regard for the weak and the poor. Lord, we desire to be a people who care, who serve, and who love well those in our community who do not have access to resources. We repent for the ways, God, in which we have not loved well the poor in our community. I pray, Father, that you would give us your eyes to see those in our space and those in our neighborhood, God, who have been made to seem and feel invisible. May we love them well and may we be intentional, Lord, about inviting them to be a part of our community. Lord, I even ask today that you would also give us strength to be merciful and gracious, God, towards those who have hurt us. Father, as you have loved us and been merciful to us, even in our wickedness, God, teach us, Lord, to be merciful and gracious, Lord, to those who have hurt us, God, who have trusted God, and those who have hurt us, God, who we have shared meals with, God, and those who have hurt us, God, who we have fellowship with, God. May our love, God, for those who wounded us, God, be a testimony to your goodness and your leadership in our lives. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. This episode has addressed some of the pain that can come from trying to help the poor. This actually can be seen in various parts of the biblical text, including the protections that are found in Exodus 20 through 23 and in Deuteronomy 15, not to mention the story in Ruth where there is this unnamed relative of Boaz who had refused to help Ruth, who was a poor foreigner, a widow, and an orphan. But Boaz is the one who embodied the truths in the 41st Psalm and helped those who were in need. If you would like to go deeper into this topic and how the biblical texts depict the realities of poverty and the potential for blessedness, I encourage you to check out the resource titled For the Least of These, edited by Anne Bradley and Art Lindsley. In this resource, there are a number of scholars that explore the topic of poverty as it appears in the biblical texts, along with principles that can be found in the biblical texts. And these principles offer us a way forward. This way forward is to continue serving the poor like Jesus did, even when it hurts. Thanks for joining us for 700 Seconds in the Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. If you would like to have episodes delivered to you as they are released, then you can subscribe to the channel or at djbiblecoaching.com.